0: Good morning, siblings. Today's readings are Judges 3 through 5. Rabbit Trails. Oh, the cycle. It's so hard to see Yahweh's people turning away time and again, and disheartening when we see ourselves in them, both individually and as a people. But Yahweh has not abandoned his people, and our hope lies in learning from our mistakes, the blessing of his correction, and the grace to begin again pressing constantly toward the goal and stepping continually further into obedience. There's a key sentence that we need to make sure we pay attention to in our readings today, and it appears multiple times. Judges 3.7 The Israelites did evil in the eyes of Yahweh. Judges 3.12 The Israelites did evil in the eyes of Yahweh. Judges 4.1 The Israelites did evil in the eyes of Yahweh. Now, did their actions feel evil to them? In many cases, we see that the Israelites are still worshiping Yahweh, but they're doing so alongside other gods. They are adapting and assimilating into their society, becoming more like the world and adding more of the world's ways into their daily life through marriage, worship, etc. I'm sure it felt right to them. They felt their hearts were in the right place. But what was the determining factor? Their actions were evil in the eyes of Yahweh. To the world, they were just fine. But Yahweh sets the standard for His people. Some years ago, after I had decided to trust in all of Yahweh's word, rather than just picking and choosing... I came across a clear commandment that was given to all of Yahweh's people for perpetuity. I prayed over it. Ricky and I talked about it, and we prayed some more. Still, though the commandment was clear, we felt no conviction to follow it. And so we continued reading scripture, looking for any words from our Father or Messiah which rendered this commandment invalid, and we found none. So we continued to pray for the Father to give us the conviction to follow it even then, after some time in prayer, we just weren't feeling it. This troubled me because I had specifically prayed for conviction and it just wasn't being given, even though the word was clear. So we continued the way we had, not obeying this commandment as we had always not obeyed it, and as all of our friends and examples around us did not obey it either. Sometime later, I was speaking with someone who had been walking closely with the Father for a longer time than I had, and I asked her if she obeyed this commandment. She replied that she did. I told her my quandary, how Ricky and I had prayed over it and did not feel convicted. She responded with a kind voice of truth in a simple statement So, are we only supposed to follow the commandments we feel like following? And that was all I needed to hear. What a wonderful lesson the Father taught me in that. How many times have you heard, follow your heart? That's the world's advice. I've heard it all my life. How many times have we been encouraged to just follow our hearts by well-meaning folks who truly love us? Just follow your heart. Follow your heart. But what does Yahweh's Word say? Jeremiah seventeen nine: The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Here's my Cliff Notes paraphrase of that. Don't follow anything the world tries to convince you to follow. Psalm 27. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of Yahweh our God. The world will try to convince us that Yahweh's blessings are curses and that the world's curses are blessings. But when we read his word, we can easily, easily discern the difference. Now, let's look at those verses again with the Father's response to each one put into place judges three seven the Israelites did evil in the eyes of Yahweh, followed by judges three nine. But when the people of Israel cried out to Yahweh, Yahweh raised up a deliverer for the people of Israel. judges three twelve the Israelites did evil in the eyes of Yahweh. Directly following Judges three fifteen, then the people of Israel cried out to Yahweh, and Yahweh raised up for them a deliverer. Judges four one, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of Yahweh. Judges four three, then the people of Israel cried out to Yahweh for help. He responded this time as well. Y'all, do you see the willful turning away, doing evil in his eyes? intentionally seeking other gods. Remember, they were not forced to do this, but rather beseeched not to. And then when the punishment comes, when the consequences of their own actions swing into motion, they cry out to Yahweh. What is Yahweh's response? He sends a deliverer. Here's the thing, though. I wonder how many of those people thought, well, we can live however we want, and the Father will send someone to deliver us from the consequences of our intentional actions. That's exactly how the majority of the body treats a father today. My heart is heavy with the thought of all the teachings that encourage this behavior. There's a graphic a friend posted which depicts this attitude in a horrifyingly true fashion. I won't post it here because it is harsh, but very true. You can click this link in my notes to see it on my personal Facebook page. If you would like to follow my personal Facebook page, you're welcome to do that as well. Just click follow where you normally see the friend request option. When the Father forgives us, when the actions of our Messiah wash us white as snow, may we not then go on seeking and bowing down to the world, but from that, may we, in our gratitude, newfound wisdom, humbleness, and awareness of the grace that we have been shown, turn to the Father and bow down before Him in all areas of our life. Let us pray for one another today so that His light might shine more brightly through us. The Story of Deborah Deborah is a prophetess, a judge, a wife, and would even become a military commander. This contradicts many modern doctrines about the role of women in the church, but there are other passages we will read which also contradict these synthetic doctrines. Just a reminder that we aren't called to trust in doctrines, we're called to trust in Yahweh's word. See Matthew fifteen nine, Judges 5, verses 15 through 17. In these passages, Deborah calls out the tribes who did not come to fight on behalf of Israel. What a scathing rebuke this must have been once this song was known. Judges 5.31 ends with, And the land had rest for 40 years. In biblical terms, this is considered a generation. Why did the land have rest at this time? Not because all the battles were won and there were no more enemies, but because for this time, they trusted in and obeyed Yahweh. As much as it depends on you, does your life have rest? Side note. Remember, every time you see an all-caps LORD in your Bible, this is a place where the Father had put his personal name and has been removed and replaced with that all-caps LORD. It's fine to call him by one of his many deserved titles, but do we need to know his name? Well, he gave it to us nearly 7,000 times, so clearly it's important to him that we do. After all, do we want him to know ours? Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. First Thessalonians 5.21.